you have your Bibles with you this morning, I invite you to open them once again to 1 Peter chapter 5. On Sunday morning, Sunday evening, we're in a sermon series entitled Timeless Truths for Troubled Times. We're looking at the Apostle Peter's words to the Christians and churches of his day and to his words to you and I in our church today. The Word of God is a living book. It's always alive. It's always relevant. It speaks to all people of all generations. The truth continually is marching on. The Great Invitation is the title of our message. Last week, I preached to myself and the staff, and you had a good time with it. Today, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to all of us. Because the great invitation excludes nobody. We all need to hear what Peter says concerning anxiety and stress and worry and burdens. Chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Cast all of your stress, all of your worries, all of your burdens, all of your anxieties, cast them all on the Lord because the Lord cares for you. Cares, concerns, burdens, worries. They're all synonyms, basically all mean the same thing. And the average person, that's all of us, we're all average people. And by the way, God loved average people more than any other kind of people. You know how I know that? Because he made more of us. Average people consume over five years of their life filled with stress and worry, anxieties, cares, and concerns. Five years of our lifetime, these things weigh on our mind and heart and affect our day-to-day lives. These anxieties, as I call them, as the Bible calls them in certain translations, are faith chokers and life shorteners. They cast doubt on God's power to help us. And according to medical science, years of having anxiety placed on us will cause us to break down early and die sooner. One medical doctor said it like this, Anxiety is to the body what sand is to an engine. It will stop it up and it will shut it down. Now as you look at me and listen to me, some of you right now aren't really looking at me nor listening to me. Because your mind right now is consumed. Your heart is consumed. Your life is consumed with an anxiety, a worry. Maybe it's a medical problem that you got right now. 
And although I'm preaching to you, you're not listening. Your mind is on this medical problem and what, what is going to be done to try to treat it or correct it, if it can be treated or corrected. Some of you have a financial issue. Others of you have a relationship matter. Maybe you're concerned about your future or if you have a future at all. You see, we all have anxieties. But when these anxieties become excessive and compulsive and they essentially control our life, that's when they become destructive and deadly. In Peter's day, the Christians of that time, many of them had medical problems just like us. They had financial issues just like us. They had relationship matters just like us. They had concerns about their future and if they would be alive to have a future. But they also had one more anxiety that we don't have right now, but we might one day have. And that was the persecution of their faith. Because I remind you, Nero was on the throne of Rome. History tells us he was a crazy murderer. And one of the delightful things he loved to do to bring pleasure to himself was to arrest Christians and to persecute them and to abuse them and to imprison them and then to execute them. And by the hundreds every week, he rounded them up. You never knew when you were going to be one of them. That's anxiety, isn't it? And so Peter writes to those Christians in his day, he writes to you and I today, these words. These are God's word through Peter to you and I and to those he wrote to. Notice what it says, cast all. What does all mean? All. <laughs> cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Looking at that one verse, there's four things I want to lay on your heart real quick this morning about the great invitation that God gives to you and I when we are going through anxious times. I want you to notice the first word, cast. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. That word cast is an interesting word in the original language. It, it means to throw off a weight that you have been carrying on your back to lighten your load. The word cast means to take off a weight that you've been carrying, to take it off, to throw it down, that you might lighten your heavy load. If I was to draw you a picture of this word cast, it would show a hiker. By the way, how many of you hike? Do we got any hikers here today? Okay, we got a couple there. Next time y'all go hiking, you think of me, okay? Because I'll be with you in spirit. I'm not a hiker, particularly an incline hiker. I do like the decline if I'm going to hike. You don't have to do a whole lot. Just lay down and you'll roll down the hill. But why did I go there? I don't know. But anyway, if I drew you a picture of this word cast, it would picture a hiker going up a mountain, carrying a backpack 
of, say, 50 or 60 pounds on the shoulder. And all of a sudden, the hiker gets to the top. And the first thing they do when they get to the top with the backpack is what? They pull it off. They let it fall to the ground. They lighten the load. They lighten the load. And what Peter is saying is we need to be willfully and wantingly wanting to lighten the load that we are carrying on our spiritual backs. We need to lighten the anxieties, the stress, the burdens, the cares, the concerns that we have on us as we journey this thing we call life. As we are hiking, if you would, in the paths of our Lord. To let these things go, give them to Him. Psalm 37 verse 5 says, I will commit my burdens to the Lord. I will trust in Him. He will act upon them. The psalmist knew what we're supposed to do. I will commit my stresses, my anxieties, my worries to the Lord. I'll give them to Him. I will trust Him to do what's right with them. I will trust Him to act upon them using His wisdom and power that He alone possesses. That's what we're to do. We're not to carry those things. We're to get them off of us as quick as we can. Because if we carry them, they're going to bend us down. They're going to break us down. We're not meant to carry that kind of weight. That's why the Lord says, get it off you. Heard the story about a man who was going down the road one hot summer day. He was tired. He was weary. He was exhausted. You could see it. On his back was a 70-pound bag of fertilizer. So he's walking down the road in the middle of the hot summer day. Again, he's tired, he's weary, he's exhausted. A pickup truck goes by, notices the man. The driver of the truck stops and says, Hey, can I give you a ride? The man says, Sure, where, 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 where are you going? He said, Oh, I'm going such and such. The man says, Well, you can drop me off. You go right by where I'm headed. So the man in the truck said, Jump in. So the man with the fertilizer gets in the truck, rides in the back. Two or three miles down the road, the truck driver, looking out his mirror, sees something very strange. He notices that the man indeed is sitting in the back of the truck, as he was instructed to do. But the 70-pound bag of fertilizer he had on his shoulders is still on his shoulders. So he's sitting down in the truck, still holding the fertilizer, still carrying the weight. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we do so often. Let's not think of that man and say, man, man, that guy's crazy. Aren't we a little bit crazy sometimes, too? The Lord pulls up the truck. He says, get in and throw your weight down in the back of the truck. I'll take care of both of it. And we say, Lord, that's okay. That's okay. You just take care of us. I'll take care of the anxieties, Lord. I'll take care of the nervousness, the stress, the worries. We do the same things. The word cast means to take it off. And leave it off. Don't pick it back up. 
Second thing I want you to notice from this verse. Notice what follows after cast. All your anxiety. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. All your anxiety. Now listen. There are many things to worry about. Would you agree? If I asked you to make a list of all the things you're worrying about right now, how long would your list be? Mine would probably be 20 plus things. You say, Pastor, that's a lot of worry, and you're right, it is. How big would your list be? There's many things to worry about. There's many things to fret about. There's many things to stress about. But do you know a psychologist said you can take all of our frets, all of our worries, all of our anxieties, all of our burdens, and you can put 95% of them, that's 19 out of 20 of these so-called anxieties and stress and nervousness and burdens, you can put them in three categories, 95% of them. Category number one, they're insignificant. What does it matter? Most things that are, that are so burdensome to us in the light of eternity, in the light of priorities, in the light of importance, they're trite, they're trivial, they're insignificant. Who cares except us? The second category is the unchangeable category. We worry about things that we cannot change. Correct? We can't change people. The greatest relief and burden, you'll, uh, burden release you will ever have in your life is when you come to this conclusion, and you can pay me later for it, but I'm telling you, you can't fix nobody, you can't change nobody, you can't repair nobody, you can't change nobody. And we spend all of our lives, particularly you ladies who have hearts the big as the state of Texas, thinking if I can just get this man or I can just get this young person, I'll fix them. I'll just love on them so much they'll be fixed. No, they won't. Only God can fix people. And it'll be a wonderful time in God's church and in your house and in your life when you understand that. And yet we worry about things that we that are considered insignificant. We worry about things that are unchangeable. We cannot change nobody. We can't change many of the other things that we worry about so much. And then the third category is we worry about things that will never happen. That will never happen. How many of you are worrying right now about something that's going to happen next week and it will never happen? We spend all of our time consumed with worry, consumed with anxieties about the insignificant, the unchangeable, things that will never come to pass. And when we do that, it focuses all of our mind, all of our heart, all of our eyes, all of our ears, all of our mouth, all of our energy, all of our labor, all of our time, sometimes our money, on things that are earthly at the expense of the eternal. We worry about all the things down here and neglect the things up there. 
That's why Paul in Colossians 3.2 said, Keep your minds focused on things above. Get your eyes on things above. Put your ears on things above. Let your thoughts and your feelings be directed on things above that are eternal, that matter. Not on things down here below that are insignificant or unchangeable or will never come to pass. I've told you before, I'll tell you again, Satan is a liar and a murderer. Jesus called him that. Jesus knows him well. Jesus said he's a deceiver. He's come to deceive. That through his deception, through his lies, he might then destroy or murder. He's a deceiver that he might destroy. But listen, I added to you one thing several weeks ago. He's not only a deceiver. He's not only a destroyer, but he's a distractor. He uses things that are common to life down here to distract us. And those things, if we're not careful, become our God. Anything that dominates your mind and heart, your mouth and your life, compulsively, excessively, becomes a God to you. And if you are worshiping those things that we call anxiety, you may not call it worship, but it consumes you like worship, that becomes your God at the expense of God himself. We wouldn't, many of us would never worship a golden calf. But we worship at the altar of anxiety and stress and worry. Satan loves to distract us from the important to the unimportant. From the significant to the insignificant. From things that matter to things that don't. Verse 7 again, thirdly. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. On Him is the key of this whole thing. Now I want you to listen to me. Frustrations and aggravations are part of life. I'm not saying you should never have them. We all have them. Problems and pain are a part of life. Stress and worry is a part of life. Burdens and cares are a part of life. I'm not telling you that you're not going to have them. I promise you, you will have them. But the trick is, the secret is, not allowing these things to become so excessive in our lives that they control what we think. When we get up in the morning, they're on our mind. When we go to bed at night, they're on our mind. All the hours in between, they're on our mind. They weigh on our heart. That's all we want to talk about. That's all we want to write about. That's all we want to act toward. That's all we want to spend our money toward. Our lives are consumed with these anxieties. So much that some of us have anxiety attacks. Because we're consumed with these things. Things that are insignificant, largely. Unchangeable. Will never happen anyway. What are we to do with these things? There's only two choices. And God allows us to make our choice. When we have frustrations and aggravations and problems and pains and stresses and worries and burdens and cares, there's two things we can do with them. Are you ready? Number one, we can carry them. We can put the fertilizer on our back, 70 pounds of it, and go down life's highway. Tired, weary 
exhausted and the sun of the world beating down on us. We can do that. We can carry the burdens ourselves. Or we can give them to the Lord and allow Him to carry them for us and enjoy the relief and the rest that comes from the one whose yoke is easy and light to those who will attach themselves to it. Now notice the hymn, Cast All Your Anxiety on Him. Now I told you the hymn is the Lord God. I'll ask you a question. How big is your God? How big is your God? Do you have a little midget God? No, I'm sorry, you're not supposed to say midget, are you? Tiny people, God. <laughs> do, do you, is your God tiny? Is he small? Is he little? Because some of us live like it. Or is your God big, huge, humongous? You see, the size of your God determines the size of your anxieties. We're to give our anxieties to a God that is so big that we cannot comprehend His vastness. A God who is all-wise, He's omniscient. He's all-powerful, He's omnipotent. He's creator of everyone and everything. He's the savior of whosoever will come. He's the Lord of everyone and everything. He is God Almighty. He's true. He's living. He's triune and He's only. He loves us. He made us. He came for us. He died for us. He arose from us. He's coming for us. That's who He is. And we walk around, woe is me, woe is me. Instead of victory in Jesus, we need to change our song to defeat it in Jesus. Cast your cares, your anxieties on Him, the Lord God, who can carry every single one of them and not break a sweat. And then lastly... Notice the rest of the verse. You got your Bibles open now, right? You're looking. Cast all your anxiety on Him because He doesn't care for you. Is that right? Some of you out there are going, that's good. That means you're watching your Bibles. A few of you, though, are going, I ain't going to call your name. I'm not going to embarrass you. Always check the man of God by the word of God. And if the man of God is of God, he'll pronounce the word of God the way it's supposed to be pronounced. Some of you, I catch you. You're not paying no attention. You say, well, Pastor Jim, we know you'll tell us the truth. I bet, listen, I may. Maybe I won't one day. Maybe one day you won't have Pastor Jim, and the next pastor comes, he may not be quite as Scripture-oriented. What does he say? Look, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You know what that word care means? The original word 
It means to have somebody on your mind and to have somebody in your heart. When God looks at you and me, you know what Peter's saying? God looks at you and I. When he looks at us, we're on his mind. You know God knows who you are. He knows your name. He knows your need. He knows where you're at. He knows where you're going. He knows what you're doing. And he knows what you're going to do. He knows all about you and I. And he has his mind on us. He's thinking of us right now as individuals, not as a collective group, as individuals. We're in his heart. He thinks about us. He loves us. We're we're in his mind. We're in his heart. And a God who has that kind of relationship with you and I, we can trust him. When we know somebody loves us, we can trust them. If, we don't, if, they, if they don't love us, we're not going to trust them. But when we know somebody loves us and has our best interest in mind, then we can trust them. God, with thoughtfulness and with lovingness, says to you and I, can I have your anxiety, please? I won't take them from you, but you give them to me. Can I have your burden? Can I have your worry? Can I have your stress? Can I have your care? Can I have your concern? Can I have what's troubling you? I can carry it. Let me carry it. Let me deal with it. And you go and enjoy life. That's a pretty good deal, ain't it? Yet we don't do that so often. God says, can I have those anxieties? Well, I don't know, Lord. If I give them to you, I can't have control over them. To catch that, I can't have control over them. I'll give them to you. Then I won't have nothing to do. <laughs> won't have, all my life is on anxiety. You see, some people don't know how to live a free life because they've been a slave too long. Wouldn't it be wonderful to break out of the bondage of anxiety and give it to God and become a free person? I heard the story about a little boy that was playing with three little kittens that he found. And he was playing with them and having a good time with them. And his mother looked out the window and she said, oh, my God. She said, son, those are not kittens. Those are baby skunks. You get in this house. The little fella took off and ran inside the house. Mama came into the living room and said, I'm sure glad you're here. And then she looked down and there he was with the three little skunks. You know, I'm telling you that because that's the way some of y'all are. You're playing with skunks, the skunks of anxiety. God says, run as far as you can from them and leave them alone. And you say, yes, Lord, I'll do it. And you grab those anxieties and you take off. Some of you right now got anxieties in your life. And you know what you're going to do when this service is dismissed? Carry them, get your little skunks, and out the door you go. Lay your anxieties down. Give them to God. Trust that God is big enough to handle them and to handle them well. And carry on your business. Cast all your anxiety on the Lord. Because He cares, He thinks of you, He loves you. He'll take care of it. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed.